Welcome to another episode of Talking Nerdy in the Bedroom with Corey, KJ, and Mike. Today we are joined with Casey. Look at that, another person in the booth. Casey joined us, God, was it episode seven or eight about anime? And today we're going to be talking about the newest Thor movie, Thor Love and Thunder, which a week ago today we went and saw. Almost, yeah, right now we'd be in the theater a week ago watching sure. that movie. So before we break down the whole movie, I'm just going to get initial thoughts. And because Casey's our guest, I'm going to start with him. What were your initial thoughts? Um, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I did <laughs> some reading up on the the comic series that Gore is in before because I just kind of wanted to know like what the differences were going to be. And they were somewhat large, but it, <laughs> it was really, really good. I definitely give it like a seven. I think a solid Dude, seven. Yeah, for... You're saying a seven, yet you're <laughs> monotone. It makes me feel like you want to say it's a four. No, I mean, so the purist in me is like, oh, it's not like the comic. I don't like it. But I also have to remember almost none of them are like the comics. I should just try to appreciate it for what they gave us. Yeah, with the version of MCU, the Marvel right, Cinematic yeah. Universe. They also changed uh, Gore's face because it looked too much like Harry Potter's Voldemort. Yeah, yeah, that's what Taika Waititi was saying. Yeah, yeah so they had to completely change that. That's why his face definitely looked different. No nose? Yeah, no in nose. the comics, no. Yeah. He also has these weird like tendrils that come out of the back of his head. Yeah. Almost like the Leku from um, Twi'leks and Star Wars, yeah. except they're like they, really small. They got rid of that? Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? They I think they were trying to make it more like um humanized. Peasant, yeah, humanized and more peasant people that are looking to the gods for help. Well, peasant aliens can't have Apparently not. Okay. <laughs> All right, so Mike, what about you? I think you're on the other side of thinking it was really good, but let's hear it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was great. I thought it was a solid like 6. Visually stimulating. Um and I think that's about it. I, I didn't love the acting in the whole, almost everybody. I, I did not like Natalie Portman's acting whatsoever. I feel like she kind of was just like a, and I'm going to say a fill-in character, but she's supposed to be like a, one of the most important roles. And I just, I don't know. And I never felt it. So Casey gave it about a seven out of 10. What do you think? Six. Six? Yeah. All right. And Corey? Um, I liked it. I mean, I, I didn't love it. I, I agree with Mike. Natalie Portman kind of phoned it in. I don't think she wanted to come back to the MCU. I think... They just she, handed her money and... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like she was desperate for money and she just... Her heart wasn't in it. Um, Chris Hemsworth is great. Taiki Watiti's, like, vision was good. Taiki. I don't know how to say his name. <laughs> say his name. I like Taika. the rock guy. Taika? Taika. Taika. Okay. Love guy. that guy. Just Korg. don't know how to say Korg. his name. Korg. Oh my God. Korg. Well, that's him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'd probably give it like a seven and a half because I, I think I was entertained the whole time. I think Gore the God Butcher was a little bit hit or miss in his scenes. I'd say I enjoyed him like half the time and then the other half I was like, wow, that's awful. But um, the main storyline between Jane and, and uh, Chris... Hemsworth, well, Thor was good, so okay. seven and a half. So I'm on the range of probably about a seven and a half as well. Um, Copy. I take this. <laughs> I take this movie though as not an MCU movie, even though it is. I feel like it's uh, the director's movie, which is just a straight out comedy. 
very similar to Multiverse of Madness, was a Sam Raimi movie, which was basically a straight-out horror movie, without having these things to tie it into the larger scope. Like, I know they're eventually going to get to the next point of Phase 4 and Phase 5 and the big bad villain that it's all leading to in some type of Avengers or Secret Wars or whatever they're going to do, but it didn't feel like, because they didn't have that the stories felt lacking. Like, go back to Ragnarok. Ragnarok is a comedy, and it's done really well, but there's also all these pieces that are leading to Infinity War and Endgame. We didn't have that here. It looks like he just took his idea and went, we're doing a comedy. And if you take it for just a comedy, I enjoyed it. I laughed. I thought most of the jokes landed. Not all, but most did. Um, I also thought that they had a very good choice of who they kept for cast to bring back. I also know that they were told that they had to be under two hours. Like, he was given a mandate. It had to be under a two-hour movie for an MCU movie. So I don't know if the other scenes that were cut, because I know he has a four-hour director cut that even he doesn't like, but it was mostly, like, other jokes and some more severe scenes that he thought wouldn't really fit his comedy movie. So if you just take it for a comedy movie... I thought it holds up fine. If you take it in the grand scheme of the MCU, I think that's where it's lacking. Um, Natalie Portman, I thought she was fine. I didn't really have much of an issue with her performance. She played a better dying cancer woman than yeah, she that, did Mighty yeah. Thor. Yeah, exactly. Um, that, that's the only part that that I would say that her acting was good on. Yeah, yeah I thought the, the dying bit was perfect. It was also... For her character, that story was almost perfection. She was in two movies where um, the second one was mostly mediocre at best, Dark World, and didn't really like her character, didn't like the way it was going. Apparently, Dark World was supposed to be directed by Patty Jenkins, uh, who did Wonder Woman, and they fired her and hired somebody else, and Natalie Portman did only found out via an internet article, so that set her off towards uh, Dark World, which may have affected her performance in that movie, and one of the reasons why she didn't want to come back to the MCU and only came back because, I'm going to butcher his name, what is it, Takiti? <laughs> Takigomi. Takis. Ta- Taquito. Like the food. Taquitos. Yeah. We're going with Taquito. Yeah, cheesy Jeez. Taquito. Yeah. The beefy um, but version. she only came back because of him. So I, I thought it was the perfect story for that. And if we don't ever get sure, the a money Valhalla. Helped. Oh, of course yeah. it does. <laughs> but if we don't ever get a Valhalla story, her story's done. Like, it doesn't need to go any further. They finally brought her back. She got to be Mighty Thor, got to bring back the hammer, all that stuff. I will say the one surprising thing that I laughed most about was the love story between Stormbreaker and the oh, Hammer yeah. and Thor was so funny. Yeah, I, I wasn't was expecting great. to enjoy that as much as I did. Yeah, that was probably the funniest part in it. Although I really loved the throwback to Korg's people being like rock beat scissors when he sees his god and the god's throne is, is a bunch of rocks crushing melted scissors and it's the uh game of thrones throne, yeah it's right? supposed to be like a throw to game of thrones but it's also just the fact that like the the throne is crushing isn't there scissors. a line in ragnarok yeah, that says something say the they were trying to overthrow the government but he ran out of paper, paper yeah right. ran out of paper yeah <laughs> and like when he first introduces him rock. he's yeah. like i know i made a rock but don't be don't be scared he goes unless you're unless you're a pair of scissors, scissors. <laughs> and then the little slicer guys like what the heck 
Yeah, it's definitely uh, Ragnarok, I, I think, stands on its own as just being easily the best Thor movie. I think, are we all in agreement with that? Oh, Ragnarok's sure. the yeah. top Still, one. Yeah. 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 Um, well, yeah, yeah. The best Thor solo. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Yeah. Um, okay. Not so much like obviously he was great in Infinity War. That's what I was going to say. Like I think I liked um, him the most in in probably I don't know Ragnarok was really good though. Ragnarok yeah, was. Yeah. There's so much character development. There's so much story. There's so yeah. much lore. There's so much there. It made me disappointed in this newest movie just because of how good Ragnarok was. Um, but if you just take Thor: Love and Thunder by itself, yeah. Seven and a half seems fair. Um, I, I th- don't agree with the. Well, I think it's sitting at sixty-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean that's pretty close, but uh, I I think Solid the D big plus. issue is the villain in this was harder. Like I I just didn't think in the comics I think he's really cool, and then in in this movie I just don't think they really did him justice. That origin opening scene was Awful. great. Well, it was great with his daughter and her dying and everything else. I thought that was great. Him getting to the god at first and how he became Gore the God Butcher yeah. was awful. That first ten minutes of that movie was probably my least favorite part, honestly. It just, like, it didn't... It wasn't well acted, and it was just bad. Like, it, See, I, I, it depends which part you're talking about. If you're talking about the very opening, like, two minutes, I thought that was very well acted yeah. by Christian Bale. Him dealing with the, the drought, all of his family and friends dying, then his daughter finally dying, and him basically wandering away looking to die. It was only when he got to the Oasis where I was like, oh, God, let this scene end. Like, this is so bad. Yeah. And it, I'm very surprised. I thought they were going to go on, like, him going on a quest to try to find this weapon to kill the gods after that god basically said, your family and your daughter mean nothing. You mean when the god was just like, hey, there's that one thing that can kill us. (laughs) Hopefully nobody picks it up and uses it. Yeah. That was so weird and such a just random thing to add in there. You could literally just say, yeah, we killed that guy. End of story. Right. Yep. There's there's that weapon. It's the only thing that can kill me. (laughs) I was yeah. a little sad too, because like in the in the comic, like again, I know it's separation, but they they do a really good job of showing you all of the things he dealt with in his life. Gore, mm-hmm. um, like losing his parents to. Oh, I'm really surprised awful they didn't stuff. do like a montage in the yeah, beginning. Yeah, that's what about, I was hoping for, because yeah. <clears throat> it would have made you really have more should've of an investment in his character. <laughs> I mean, their montage was awful, too, but we'll get to that. I feel like he could have easily been a character that you may not have necessarily agreed with his what he was doing, but you would have understood his motives. Like it would have made the ending better, too, when he finally like decides to choose his daughter and says, you know, he's going to die. Will you please watch after her? would have made that so much more impactful if you had any feelings toward gore at all and yeah, you right. really it, don't we got we really got just the one scene with his daughter and again i'm not saying that that can't be a powerful scene but like you need more yes you need so especially when you want the whole point was for people to feel some sort of empathy for him like he's devoted his life his family devoted his life his people did the same thing and then the gods let them down they let his father die they let his mother get murdered they let his wife get murdered his daughter died from sickness and he was dying as well like and then the last bit of hope he had was her and then it was gone then he found the gods and was like oh my god they're gonna be my savior and then they're just a bunch of assholes. Well, one was an asshole, but then right. again, there was no struggle there either to oh, become yeah, Gore the God Butcher. It wasn't like, again, there was like a quest where he had to go find the sword or anything like that. It was just given to him on a silver platter. 
by a stupid throwaway line of, hey, that, that sword, that can murder us all. Don't touch it. It, it was yeah. basically like um, uh, Mr. Fantastic in, in um, Multiverse of Madness, where he's like, hey, Black Bolt can kill you by <laughs> yeah. one word. Yeah. Don't fuck with his mouth, please. Yeah. And then all this shit. I don't know. I thought the ending was really weak too, because like spends the whole time, and maybe it's because the Necrosword is like impacting. His That's decisions. what it was. He wasn't sure. corrupted anymore. Sure, sure, sure. But so the whole time he's like, I gotta get to this, make this one wish to destroy all the gods, and then she's like, Hey, have you considered just bringing your daughter back to life? And he's just like, Ah, that's a good idea. I'll do that instead. <laughs> it's that wasn't your plan all along. Well, that wasn't it. That wasn't the plan at all. So when he became corrupted by the sword, the sword had the idea about killing all the gods because, again, it's a god-killer sure. sword. Yep. So that put the idea in his head. He had no thought about bringing back his daughter. It only dawned on him to bring back his daughter after the sword got broken and he's no longer corrupted. He hasn't been gore since he touched the sword. He has not been himself thinking about his daughter. He's just been corrupted by that thing looking for revenge i guess i forgot that the sword was gone at that yeah, point the, so. the yeah. Sword, all black yeah. is basically sentient yeah 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 well i knew that and i knew it like it, so th that's the one thing i will say about that scene where in the beginning where he gets a sword is it's not necessarily like he was looking for a wet like it it sensed his anger well, at you the heard you heard the whispers right yeah. during yeah, the yeah, scene yeah, 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 yeah which yeah. is that whispering to him yeah. and everything but it just but that's probably why it didn't need to have like a whole quest to get the sword because the sword was there it chose him i think what was dumb is the whole not having his backstory like casey was saying where yep. you basically just see it for a blip yep and then the god again being like hey that sword can kill us all <laughs> I just just it leave doesn't. it there. Don't right. yeah. just leave it there. And not to mention, like they they must know enough about the sword to know it would, you know, try to possess another person to. Yep. To, so like, there's a guy standing a foot next to the sword that you just had to kill this other guy for. So the the other Maybe thing as well, like in regards to that, in the timeline that it's supposed to have happened, the incident in the beginning of the movie is supposed to happen like a thousand years before current time. In the comics, yeah, not that was in supposed the, to have happened okay. a thousand years. Yeah, in the ago. MCU, it's not that many. No, years yeah, it's probably barely at all. Yeah, because like the the how much do you know about what happened in that scene? Which scene? The scene in the very beginning with like the golden god and then the god in black that was on the ground. I like, know dead. what was on the screen. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I. I so he's he's gonna have a lot of importance. Which one? That the, god? The yes, the the god that was dressed in black. Yeah, that's that's null. Okay. He's uh he's an eldritch god. Okay. He's super were, were powerful. Were you getting so, something with this Casey? Are you leading to a point? Yeah. <laughs> this okay. Is, this is going to be the introduction of like the symbiotes in the, like a big way in the MCU. Oh, no, I know who Null is. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Null is the creator of the symbiotes. Yeah. That's what the sword does. He's it, creepy. It as fuck. basically can create symbiotic life. Okay. So he created them. He created the Venom symbiote. He created all of them. And okay. the reason why is because, like, the, they where was like, he the in the big, beginning? He was the god of black that one. was dying or dead. Oh, he that was, was the holding dead one. the yeah. necro sword. Oh, okay. I didn't realize sword. that was him. Yeah, I didn't realize I, that I was that him. So, if, if they keep it true to how it's supposed to be, that is him. So he, okay. he didn't actually die either. It's so like the whole point of him is he's he's has what's called amortality, which I didn't even know was a thing. He existed before life and death. He existed before the Big Bang. And the Big Bang is what got him pissed. 
because they brought life into a universe where there wasn't any. So like his peace was disturbed. And when that happened, he, so nowhere, like the, the place nowhere. Yep. That's a floating celestial head. He killed that celestial. Okay. And then he forged all black inside the celestial. He created a forge inside the celestial and created that sword. And okay. imbued a bunch of his power into it. Yeah, they don't tell you. No, not at all. Now, and, some of that, they do that in a lot of movies where yeah. there's little references to these things, but they haven't necessarily made it canon yet of the MCU. So I, they, I don't know if they will, because Null is pretty new. I think the comic-wise, it's only been out for like four or five years. Okay. He's relative... The, his comic line is relatively new. He's not, but his comic line is. Well, what was it? Mighty Thor was 2012? Yeah, 2012, 2013. Yeah. So that's relatively new compared to the MCU, what movies that they're doing with, like, the first Iron Man was in 2008, and the comic was 60s? 70s? Yeah, I was going to say 60s, 70s, probably. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So I don't necessarily think that just because it's so new, they couldn't use pieces of it. Right. Um, I just don't know if they're going to expand on it or not. Um, it as long as like they, they make could. money, they'll expand on it. Fair. I hope they do. <laughs> like, he... He's his power level is ridiculously high, and I just I want to know how they're really gonna deal with it because well, for the most dead. part, huh? He's already dead. He's, he's done not with. dead though. Well, maybe he is. <laughs> It'd be interesting if that's what they decided to do, right? Like, yeah, we're just gonna have him die. He's fine, and he gets killed by one of the quote unquote lower gods. Yep. See, I don't even know if it's actually a lower god. So when Zeus says that, he's speaking to everybody there at his stadium and he doesn't want to cause a panic so he specifically says out loud to everybody that they're ah, three lower gods they don't mean anything yada yada and then when he gets close to thor and he's whispering he's like I, you, you mean well i don't want to cause a panic i understand what you're trying to do yada 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 so i feel like when he said lesser god he wasn't actually meaning lesser god i think he was just trying to calm everybody down that it's not that big of a deal yeah, and they they never even in the comics they never allude to who that that god was. He's just referred to as the Golden God. That's it. Okay, because he's wearing golden armor when Gore finds him. Right. That's why he refers to him as the Golden God, and then him as or Null as the Black God or the okay. God in Black. Gotcha. Yeah, we never get a name. I have no idea who it is. All right. Yeah. So with this movie, the now that we've moved past the beginning scene. What do you guys think? So obviously, Corey and Mike weren't a giant fan of Natalie Portman's performance as Mighty Thor. Neither was I, except for the whole cancer bit. What did you think about? Uh, <laughs> she plays a good cancer patient. She did. She Yikes. looks authentic in that. In those scenes, she actually looked like she that was acting to me. Right. Rather than being Mighty Thor, it looked like she was just standing in front of the camera. Um, I, I love the hammer's new ability to oh, work in separate pieces so and cool. come back together. I thought that was fantastic. And that's from the actual comic too. Um really? but I just seeing that represented on the screen was very cool. Um with her story, they also cut. Like so while that uh hammer was coming back together, you don't get to actually fully see it come back together. They cut away as it's starting to move. And they did that for time constraints, which, again, the movie was one of the shorter movies that they've done in the MCU. It was like an hour and 40-something minutes. Do you guys think that scene would have meant anything to actually see it come back together and her turn into Mighty Thor? Or do you think that uh, Chris Hemsworth's Thor seeing her as Mighty Thor for the first time was more impactful? I think it was cool, because I think we knew she was going to be Mighty Thor, obviously. So, like... 
I don't feel like we needed to see her become Mighty Thor. I think it was cooler the way they did it because it kind of happens off screen, but you kind of see that it's about to happen. Yeah, you see the pieces and, moving. And then the first interaction she has as Mighty Thor is with Chris Hemsworth, which I thought was really cool because he sees his hammer and he's like, hey, Mjolnir. Well, he yeah, it's my ex. It, right? And my ex. <laughs> yeah. Damn. So I thought it was kind of better they did it that way, honestly. That way. What about yeah. you, Mike? Yeah, same. I mean, better the way they did it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Casey, same. I feel like it would have been worse if they showed her transformation in the very beginning, and then she gave that Blase performance. Yeah, that's true. I feel less, like it would have been worse. The less scenes they had of her, the better. <laughs> so... As yeah. Mighty Thor. As Mighty Thor, yeah. And again, I, I really want to know like if there was something going into that, because I felt the exact same way, like all the scenes with her dealing with her mortality and trying to figure things out, that felt very real. Yeah. And then she's Mighty Thor, and I don't know. Yeah. It just it didn't seem like she there. cared. So, fun part on that, too, I was watching a video about her this dying? morning about- Fun part? <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, I was watching a video about that stuff, and one of the things talked about, like- us them hinting that she had cancer way before this movie and it cut back to a scene in thor dark world where she's like on the table and thor and odin are talking and thor says there's something inside of her that i can't that i don't know what it is and odin's response is they have doctors they have things called doctors on earth that deal with stuff like that let them figure it out yeah, but that's also when she's yeah, uh, infused with the ether. Right, but ether, he, they know about the ether. He's talking about something else because People he talks are about the guessing ether. that they're me- that they're talking about something else. Well, no, the whole the whole clip is he's talking about the ether, and then he says, and then there's something else going on that I can't figure out, and that's when Odin says, I'd "Have to watch." There Dark are doctors on Earth that will figure to. it out. As guardians don't have cancer, apparently not. Sick. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they're theoretically immortal, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've obviously have died. Like Odin died, Hela died, died. Um, Loki died a bunch. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Although he's not technically as guardian. So that's kind of the interesting thing where they showed Valhalla. I wonder if like Loki's in Valhalla. Or... Well, so Loki's obviously in the alternate timeline, yeah. Loki. Sure. But sure, yes, yeah. the end game Loki that got or Infinity War Loki that got choked out by Thanos. Yeah. Yes, or if he went to Valhalla, I don't know if he proved himself at that point or not. I mean, he went out fighting, right? Yeah. Well, he also didn't betray it. He like had an opportunity to betray, and he chose not to. Right. Yeah. 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 And that makes up for all the other betrayals. <laughs> and I then mean, trying to you know invade Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. What did you guys think of Valkyrie again in this one? She, she was fine, although it's funny. I know she was in a lot of the movie, and I don't really she she doesn't really like stand out in any scenes for me. She stands out in one scene for me, which is when they're battling in the the shadow realm. Um, which still every time <laughs> I say it, I, I seriously was looking for Yu Gi Oh to show up or Kaiba, <laughs> somebody to be like there. You've been sent to the shadow realm, but the scene where she's there because she has Zeus's thunderbolt. And yeah. when she's fighting uh, Gore, I thought that scene was great. But I agree, the rest of the movie, she's just kind of there. Yeah. yeah she, she helps, had, but... She had tertiary character vibes. Yeah, it just wasn't, like, a big enough role. Like, it it seemed like they needed somebody else there to have, like, a band of heroes around Thor. But I didn't think she added much, especially compared to Ragnarok, where I think she added a bunch in that yeah. movie with her relationship with Hulk and everything else. 
I, I still love the scene of him being like, oh, this is what I am, and he jumps out of the plane and then hits the bridge and oh, is yes. basically oh, just yeah, like yeah. in pieces. It's when he was supposed to be trying to attack the wolf, right? <laughs> yeah, and he yeah, doesn't yeah. transform into Hulk right away. Yep. <laughs> I love that scene so much. It, it was also good when, um, what, what's the fiery Surter? What is it? Like the Surter? the fire god that yeah, he steals yeah. the head from Surter. Yeah. yeah. So when he's destroying Asgard and Hulk starts beating this, like punching the crap, and Thor's like, "Stop it, you idiot! <laughs> yeah. like, Don't do that!" Yeah, that was great. And he's so confused, like, "Don't Hulk want me to hit smash? big fish." <laughs> Hulk no smash. Hulk no like. Yeah. Um, it sounds like we all, especially you, Mike Korg, big fan of Korg. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's great. I, I thought it was very interesting that this movie seemed to be him telling a story too to like the younger kids and being that type of person in New Asgard where you're just talking about these myths and these lores, and that's kind of how the whole movie takes place. I feel like that's the only part that saved the movie for me because it's Korg it didn't, or his storytelling, the way that they made the movie as him being the narrator mm-hmm. and making it more of a standalone movie than an MCU movie. Like I know it's supposed to fit into the MCU, but where they make him narrate it like it's a story, it can kind of make all of the scenes that I don't know that don't normally fit in the MCU. Like a lot of the humor and different things like that can kind of be part of like, the narrator's version of it and oh, not right yeah i know, wasn't even thinking that you're not really you're definitely like right about that you know yeah, because it, it, as a story goes you can change it being the narrator and it's you know it's the events still took place in the way that they took place but it might not have been as like you might have embellished your carefree yep. yeah so i feel like that's literally the only part of the the movie that saved it being a comedy superhero movie as opposed to like an actual mcu movie like movie like this this easily could have been a standalone movie oh yeah yeah there was no obviously you you take a lot from the backstory from all these other movies to get here but i agree like it doesn't necessarily need to be all construed together with everything else it could easily be a standalone movie um even if you just replaced everybody's name with somebody else or you just did complete mythology you wouldn't necessarily need to know it's mcu but yeah i didn't even think about him telling the story and could be embellishing a bit, could be tweaking what he says because he's going off, he's talking to kids about it, um, rather than it being like real life events that are happening right in front of our face. It's interesting. Into literally just his face. Too. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> he got down to just his face. Did we ever see him whole again at the end? Oh yes, we did. Cause he, yeah, was, cause he got married. He had a baby. To... Yeah. They, yeah. They say they, Stood in the volcano and made a baby. Yeah, it shows them, like, holding hands or something. I, I thought his way of telling how that works was hilarious. Yeah. He, he did a good job, it, definitely in this. I still think he was better in Ragnarok, because he was first introduced. And his lines were just so unexpected. Now you kind of expect them. They're still funny, but you, It, it you doesn't kind of have that them. hit factor, right? Yeah, Correct, you, yeah. Because you, you're like, oh, he's going to say something. He's going to do it. Yeah. Um, I was underwhelmed by them going to, it wasn't even Mount Olympus, but basically Mount Olympus, where yeah, all om- the gods omnipotent were. Omnipotent city. Yeah. yeah. I was very underwhelmed by that, because even though you got a few laughs about some of the gods that they show, there wasn't really a lot there. There was um, just like a stadium that really wasn't a stadium, and you're yeah. mostly just focusing on Zeus. Yeah, it was like it, a 15-minute scene with like three minutes of purpose. Yeah. 
and six minutes of jokes. Yeah, like and, I, I would have taken more gore backstory over that, almost that entire thing any day. Yeah, I mean, some of it was probably needed to get the lightning bolt, even though the lightning bolt didn't serve much of a purpose. Say, yeah, it was kind of that like was a my weapon. biggest problem with that whole scene is they went to get this like omnipotent weapon and. It wasn't used it could, to kill him. It could have been used. It was wielded by a Valkyrie. Yep. Like, I'm not saying that she's not a powerful being, but she's not a god. Right. So, like, can anyone wield? <laughs> well, didn't at one point, like, Korg hold it at one point? I don't, I don't know. remember. But, yeah. like, a lot of people were just, like, tossing it around. Yeah, it, it didn't serve any purpose in, like, okay, they went there. They didn't get the army that they were looking for, but they got this super powerful weapon. And then they don't use it. Well, they used it, but it didn't have an effect. Like, when we went to the Shadow Realm, granted, Gore is supposed to be at his most powerful in the Shadow Realm, but while they're using the the hammer and the... Stormbreaker. Uh, well, he kind of... Th- she throws Stormbreaker, and then it kind of comes back, and he uses it-ish. Um, but while they're using the lightning bolt, and while they're using um, the hammer, they're, they're losing, so it doesn't really serve much of a purpose. He does eventually take the lightning bolt with him for the final battle, but it still doesn't really serve. And she uses it as like a staff. Does she? Yeah. She like fights like Donatello with it. Yeah. She kind of, she (laughs) kind of, she holds it in the middle and uses it almost like a very short bow staff. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's like the most useless weapon. Yeah. I agree that it's, it's not a good weapon. I did like though the, the cinematography of that scene when she was using it in the shadow realm, it just looked cool. Oh yeah, it looked it, awesome. Again, the, the movie looks good. Yeah, visually, most Marvel it, ones do. It, yeah, it's visually appealing. It's stimulating. Yeah, so the story was. He just all talking over the about the scene where Chris Hemsworth got naked. So, <laughs> see the, the, same, the same fifteen minutes that could have been cut out. That <laughs> yeah. whole scene could have been gone. Uh, and he had that Loki tattoo on his back. Yeah, that, that, was, that funny. was pretty funny. The yeah, Loki tattoo. Yeah. And. But yeah, I felt like that whole 15-minute scene was literally just setting up a potential Thor 5, um, which we saw in an end credit scene where Sam Zeus Hercules is still alive up. and he talks to Hercules. I, But that's... I don't think we need 15 minutes of that to get to a potential Thor 5. Right, I feel yes. like it should have had more substance, more something. It was just... Oh, you're going to introduce Hercules. Who cares? Well, Hercules is a big character, especially in the in that mythology. So I I understand it, but it just seemed to be done wrong. Like it's there were other Kevin ways Sorbo, to do it. Is it really Hercules? Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, That's true. Yeah. Do you not know who the Rock is? He was Hercules oh in God. one of the worst Hercules no, movies missed. ever. Yeah. I am Hercules. <laughs> uh, all right. So we talked about those scenes, and now what about the the ending? Well, actually, let's get to Gore the God Butcher. Because I know we all kind of had some thoughts. Um, besides for the beginning, I thought his performance throughout the whole thing was fine. Like, I actually enjoyed it. I thought he played this maniacal, corrupted character. Especially that scene with the kids. Oh, I hated he, that scene. I love that scene where he rips off the head and throws it at him. Yeah. I thought that was fantastic. And felt very... Him being a bit psychotic. Which was kind of the point they were going for with him being corrupted. I would agree with that if, like... There was more of it, yeah, but I, it just I felt like there. you had him 90% of the time this way, and then this one scene, he's going to be crazy psychotic. Well, in that one scene, it's the only scene where he's not battling. All the other scene, he's battling, but I agree with you. Yeah. I, I was When they showed that, I was like, cool, this is what we're going to get, and then they didn't do and it again. Not a single else like one that. of it. Yeah. No. 
Yeah, I agree with that. It felt out of character by the end of the movie. Yes, because it never happened yeah. again. I absolutely agree. What I want to know guys? why he needed to kidnap kids to kill God. Yeah, that's that to me. I was going to get to <laughs> the plot the holes. <laughs> no. I was going to get to the plot holes later, but that's a big one for me. Like he kills all these other gods with no issue, not without kidnapping kids or anything. I mean, we don't technically know that he didn't kidnap <laughs> their kids either. Maybe that's just his thing. He's like, all right, I'm going to I'm going to lure all these don't gods in, he, but I'm going to take the kids he, first. He just forms a, a shadow windowless van drives around kidnapping <laughs> god kids. I feel like we've talked about a windowless van in the last three podcasts. I don't know if it's a good look for us. We have a theme. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, again, if he's kidnapping kids, he should probably be called Gore the Kidnapper, not the God Butcher, but that's fine. He, It just made no sense. He kills all these other gods, and then he shows up there. There's the god you want to kill. Go, go kill it. Look how easy he was able to grab Stormbreaker, if that's what he was after, so that he could get to the middle of the universe, whatever. How does he know how to get to Eternity in the first place? Well, the sword does. Tells yeah, I, I him think how to get the there. sword yeah. is giving yeah. him visions, right? That's what I took from Cause, it. Yeah, because I mean, the, the sword was around before most of the universe was created. So, that that's the other question. So, the girl now that Thor's raising, she... Is Eternity? Is eternity that's, right? Yeah, it's what it, I, that's well, what she's the I power, got. Power she's empowered by eternity, but she so she's the daughter come back to life, but with all the powers of the god eternity. It I don't think that, all the powers. I think she's like empowered, like the same way that uh, like Natalie Captain Marvel is empowered by the power of the Tesseract. Okay, but so the god eternity still exists somewhere. Yes. Okay, because I, I couldn't really tell. Eternity if they is or what. not a god. Eternity is like a much higher being like well, I the triumvirate that eternity goes away when the daughter comes back like the, the presence of it goes away right because the, the wish has been fulfilled you think that's what it is yeah so that makes more sense to me than than this little girl basically being eternity um like when the first person to see eternity makes the wish yep. and then you don't see eternity it just exists outside the realm of the multiverse it also seems like i know it's probably maybe in the comics but stormbreaker being the key to get to eternity doesn't make a crap ton so of it's, sense it's stormbreaker me. isn't the key it's about the rainbow bridge and yeah, the, bifrost. Bifrost. Uh, the bifrost the bifrost could bring them there so if the bifrost was still on asgard they yeah. could have gotten there i thought they see like a hieroglyph of of uh stormbreaker though Stormbreaker wasn't even around there. No, that's so what I'm I don't. It so yeah, they, they just see a hieroglyph, a hieroglyph, hippogriff, <laughs> a, hier- a hieroglyph, <laughs> period. Hieroglyph. <laughs> they just see a hieroglyph of, of the Bifrost. It's just the Bifrost. Yeah, it's okay. just. It, it's I thought like it showed a, the axe in front of the Bifrost. That's why I, I was confused. I don't think it did, but you might be right, which would yeah. be really weird and continuity confusing. stuff. Okay. Well, yeah. if it doesn't, then I'm not confused. Yeah, it's anymore. just supposed to be the Bifrost. It's supposed to be the way, and the new Bifrost is Stormbreaker. Yeah. Um, that's well, right. supposed to be the yeah. point. But that yeah, also, I, like, I don't 100% get. Like, why, why is Stormbreaker the it's new Bifrost? It's been since infinity war and en- yeah Endgame. i get to like he okay i guess yeah yeah that's how he gets back to i get Earth. that he can teleport you know, when he forged you never it see the um, yeah you do when he first comes down and when when he forged Endgame, it is that he would have all the powers of the bifrost yeah oh, okay i guess i missed that peter dinklage i just never saw the rainbow stuff before yep. and now he's like puts it on front of a boat and he's like 
riding a rainbow bridge like he's in Mario Speaking Kart. of the boat, what do you guys what, think of the... That, okay, that part I didn't understand. He can teleport from, like, the dying dwarf yeah. star all yep. the way to Earth, and it just comes down as a beam, but yet he has to ride a chariot boat on the Bifrost Bridge. Like, yeah, it's going to take us 55 minutes to get there. So Did it's you a have little like a- bit different because they're all... So where they are on the dying star and Earth is all in the same reality or realm, so to speak. And when they're going to the shadow realm... So you have a speed limit on between just, the shadow it, realm and... I, I guess. I, I don't know. It doesn't <laughs> Sammy fully Hagar, your heart it. out. <laughs> no. um, yeah, because that threw me too. We're he on goes the highway to, <laughs> to shadow realm. <laughs> well, he goes to teleport, and then he teleports like 20 feet outside in that scene. See, so like, that well, that's... That's because that Stormbreaker's me. pissed at That's him. right. Well, that's what that looked like to me. Stormbreaker's like, ah, fuck you. No, but then, we're not but going. then his immediate answer to that is, we need to like do this Bifrost bridge thing the whole way. Well, because it was he just supposed to be a funny scene. It was a one of like, okay, okay, you made your point. I'm sorry. Yeah, now but everything's then, fine. Again. So, so everything was fine, sure. But then they still couldn't just teleport. Like, so I don't oh, yeah. think that they're able to. And we also know that. Chris Hemsworth Thor communicates with both the hammer and the uh, Stormbreaker, but we don't get to hear their side of the conversation, I guess. Um, So they might have said, hey, no, we can't just transport there. And that's why we have to now do this. We know that the hammer talks to him, like he can understand it. I, I just mean, always it thought it moves he around to it. towards him, and it always seemed more like I know it's it can sentient, communicate something, yeah. like some way. I didn't think they had like a psychic connection where it's like, know. hey, I can't do that, man. With the sword having one, <laughs> yeah, it's not much of a leap. Group. Right, yeah, I was going to say two they... mythical objects to have a, some sentient being where they can mm. communicate telepathically. I don't know. It just struck me as odd that. They had to take this long route when I I took all that again as part of the narration the of oh yeah it being narrated by Korg Korg yeah like I, I did not like the fact that whenever he said something like Stormbreaker like bowed his head in like like he was talking to uh, Molgenir he was talking about Mjolnir yeah yeah Mjolnir. you didn't like that I thought that was hilarious I, I, it was so too. corny dude it was so good it got the it biggest laugh like of your that weapon movie. is jealous I did it, not like that oh it was corner. so good I mean it kind of fit in the sense triangle. he was trying to summon the hammer so then the Stormbreaker <laughs> oh, there you came are. to him <laughs> instead and he's like oh yeah 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 but I did, it was obviously for laughs, but I thought it was pretty funny. Corny. Oh, I loved it. And then there was the second scene, which I can't remember the context of it. but with There's the... another one. You weren't in there for it. You went to the bathroom. No, I, oh, I definitely I saw that. The three. Well, then I saw the second yeah. one. Yeah, I missed like two minutes, I guess. Yeah. I also love that people are people were getting really, really angry about the fact that any almost anybody could hold Mjolnir, not Mjolnir, uh, uh, Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. I Stormbreaker that... was never infused with what Odin said that Stormbreaker. Right, yeah, that's that, the whole thing. Uh, Mjolnir was no, in, but I thought the... when it's created by the Peter Dinklage fella, nope. he, he's like he'll be able to wheel, like nobody else I thought could pick it up. Nope. So it was and, like Groot's so... arm is like killing him when he tries to. So it's the only it's really why... heavy. the only reason why people can't do that with Mjolnir is because in the very first Thor movie when Thor pissed Odin off because he went to like go mess with the frost giants he broke his not not like bond with it but basically said like 
he whoever is worthy will be able to wield the hammer. Yeah, I get and that. And you the saw the runes the on it glow. That was the point in which normal people can't lift it. Before right. that, anybody could have. But they never gave anybody an opportunity I, I get before that with Mjolnir. But what I'm saying is I could have sworn when Stormbreaker was made, oh. the, the, I mean. Peter Dinklage? Yeah, that guy. He says that. Um, Peter Dwarflage? He says that Thor will be like the only one able to wield it or something because it's so powerful. I mean, maybe to its like fullest extent, but yeah. But no, it, it was... just seems like anyone can pick it up. Yeah. Well, Stormbreaker, they can. Like, it's not. But it's again, not I the don't same think that premise was what we were told up front. I think it. we were. I think you read too much into it, or you just assumed that Stormbreaker was going to be just like Mjolnir, and it's not. I I didn't assume it was going to be like that. I because I don't even think it was about being worthy. I think like. Thor was a god, so he could wield it, but Captain America wouldn't be able to. But then we see him do it in Endgame, and he's like, oh, no, that's mine. You take this one. Yeah, you have this one back. Yeah. Yeah. Which also confused me back in Endgame, because I, again, thought only Thor was strong enough to wield it. Yeah, you thought wrong, unfortunately. Well, I don't know. You're wrong, wrong. Bobby. So, what about the goats? Did we like the goats? Did we not like the goats? Do we think the goats were overused? 17 out of 10, best part of the movie. <sighs> they were a really good part, but they yeah. just happened over and over and I over. I was okay with that. At, at first, I thought it was fine. When they were coming into like the stadium, the Coliseum with all the gods, you hear them like in the background. I thought that was fine. But then I get, like the over-repetition of them. I think it was too much. Yeah, that's the same here. Like hear them coming in because then you like you're like oh well here comes their their right. escape chariot, you know kind of like you know Hong Kong from the horn or right. whatever. But yeah, just all over the place all the time is a little much. Yep. I love the scene of them on um, Peter Quill's craft. Like just what are we gonna do the with the shit these? out of everything? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows what to do. Well, there is a Guardians comic where they get like it's some type of space animal and it like wrecks their ship and it seems like the goats had a little bit of that because they were wrecking some of the ship okay um but obviously there were two goats and it's more thor related than anything else um and apparently the guardians of the galaxy themselves were supposed to be in more of this movie too they were cut yeah they were cut yeah yeah same with uh peter dinklage's character as the dwarf was supposed to be in it um the grand master was supposed to be in it again i'm really sad there was a scene that Christian Bale says got cut out, um, which, so, like, his body, he covered it in, like, tattoos, basically, like, devoted to their god, mm-hmm. and there's a scene of him, like, carving them out, like, sort of his moving away from that and disavowing his god, Oh, and they cut that whole thing out. I wonder I if that's like, the scene that they said was too graphic probably, for the movie. Which, I mean, they could have done like they do in other movies where they just cut you away, see back you see the two. silhouette. Yeah. Yeah, or you see back to, like, you see the back of him and he's doing it. And then later on in the movie, you see the scars and you could put two and two together. Right. I would have loved that because, again, it would have. I think that was my major It's, a, it's flaw very with the movie. symbolic. Yeah. Yes, it, Absolutely. So you see that in, um, in Gladiator when he's yep. carving off the. SPQR off his arm, like getting, like s- signifying he's no longer part of the Roman Legion. Look at you talking about Russell Crowe again. Yeah. Yeah. Who's Zeus? Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's Chunky Zeus. Yeah. He's Chunky Zeus. I thought that was, I thought that worked too because Maximus let himself go a little <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he got into the Cheez Its a little bit. Well, it was supposed to be that they have so much hubris and they just all spend time there. And obviously, we had the joke about the giant orgy. 
so it was like I the gods themselves are a joke and they don't take any of our real world problems seriously, which I think was what they were going for. I just don't think it landed like they wanted to. I wanted to have some I go back to like Black Panther, which I love as a movie, and one of the reasons I love it is because of the villain, because you're able to empathize, sympathize with this villain, yeah. and he's actually right, uh, Killmonger. And then I was expecting that with Gore the God Butcher because of everything these gods did to him and him trying to plead his case to that one god and potentially other gods, and then you were going to feel compassion for him before he got corrupted and then just started murdering everybody. We didn't get any of that. We got, no. like, no character development at all for Gore the God Butcher, which I think extremely hurt this movie. Look at Hela in Ragnarok. We got a ton of character development with Hela. We got to see that it was Odin's first child. We got to see the... Well, we got to see from at the top. Val- Valkyrie's perspective of Hela killing oh, all the other Oh, killing everybody, yep. Yeah. Um, we had to see the mural on the top of the roof in Asgard, which showed all their battles and Hela riding in and conquering all the realms for Odin. You got to see her talk and give perspective more. Um, even if it was just dialogue where it was just progressing her story, you didn't get any of that with Gore. I think that definitely hurt. If you don't have a good villain, it's really hard to have somebody that you're really rooting against or empathize with. And this movie definitely suffered from that. I think my biggest issue with Ragnarok was that they killed the Warriors three and like, like just kind of a, you know, off the cuff like ah we'll just kill them like they're a regular person. So, the did they all die in Ragnarok? I mean, they all look like they died. I Um, guess so. In the very beginning, they're in the portal room with two of them in the the Bifrost. Yeah, and then the third one was out in the in the yard with all the soldiers. Yeah, that yeah, you're right. They did kill all three. Yeah, the the only one that made it out was Thor and um, the Lady Sif. Yeah, Lady Sif. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's technically not one of the warriors three. She's just with them as well. But yeah, they did murder them all pretty quickly. And, And yeah, just gone. Yeah. Yeah, the um, the last guy that she killed was the one that was waiting for her in Asgard. In the, in the courtyard, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Asian guy, right? Yeah. 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 He had, like, the mace on a chain. It was pretty yep. cool. Flail. And yeah. he's the only one that really seemed to put up a fight, too. It wasn't much of a fight, because Hela is supposed to be this big bad. And I thought they did a great job portraying her as this big bad. Oh, yeah. Where even Thor couldn't beat her, Hulk couldn't beat her, and the only thing that could basically beat her was Ragnarok. Right. Um, I oh, thought that was... Perfect. And this story just didn't have that. But if you take it just as a comedy, it was fine. I, I enjoyed it. What about the what about the ending? So not necessarily the fact that Gore changes his mind and gets a daughter or his daughter back, but what about Thor basically adopting a daughter and now going into all these battles loving somebody? Dumb. You thought it was dumb? <laughs> Your dad just killed the love of my life. I'm going to adopt you. I mean, how did he kill the love of her? She was dying. Yeah, it was yeah, sad. but he could have easily just been like, yeah, so kill Gore. Hey, eternity, don't give her cancer. Take well, her cancer would, away. I don't know if that would work because technically he wasn't the first person to see eternity. Only Gore was. So even if he killed Gore, I don't think eternity would have granted the wish. I also didn't get it like... They they went to this place with all these gods. Not one of them has the power to cure cancer. 
well, to be fair, he didn't ask. Uh, well, that's my point. Like, how much <laughs> I, do you love this woman that you're, like, in a place with all powerful beings? Could have been the first question. Hey, guys, <laughs> real quick. Yeah. Who can I, cure cancer? We, we need that bolt, but just, you know... <laughs> On the side, if you can cure cancer, that would be great. <laughs> would really help this plot, you know? Yeah. Come on. But I don't uh, know. I'm also kind of glad they killed her because, again, I didn't really love her as Mighty Thor. Yeah. Yeah, so. I'm pretty sure we all thought, at least via the previews, because it only showed her um, in her Mighty Thor outfit, is that she was going to have cancer. I just wasn't sure if they were going to pull the trigger on killing her or if they were going to find something. And as they kept progressing through the story, I thought they were going to have Thor be the first one to see eternity and cure her cancer, which I'm glad they didn't do. I'm yeah. glad that they decided to go away from that. Let her die. It was a good ending to her story. Going to Valhalla, seeing Hamdal, Hamdal, Heimdall. Heimdall. Yep. Um, I thought that was good. Not worth sitting through the credits for, but so it was fine. My, I guess my other question is, is I thought it was only if you die in battle, you go to Valhalla. I mean, she did technically die in battle with Thor or Gore. I mean, battling cancer, I don't think counts. <laughs> well, she was battling. Yeah, how dare you? <laughs> okay. She, you was bat- she was doing both. She was battling <laughs> cancer and battling tell my Gore. brother on you. <laughs> He's in Valhalla now. <laughs> <laughs> with that, I, I don't think her story would have been better more. Even if she had a great performance, I don't think continuing her story would have served the purpose of the MCU or Thor. I think he had to reconnect with her so that he could maybe find love again or understand what love is. And then she died. And then he basically adopts a daughter, which he's never had. Do they show what happens to Mjolnir? Uh, No, I thought she was going to wield it. The daughter? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What is she wielding when she I runs don't know. out? No, no, they still, they have Mjolnir at the end because she draws on it. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah yeah, 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 that's right. Right. So she, she does she take Stormbreaker or does she take Mjolnir? No, she takes Mjolnir. She takes Mjolnir. Yeah. So she's so worthy. she's worthy. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. But that's right. I forgot that she drew on it and yeah. did a little face. No, it, face it's on getting it. a little less and less impressive about being worthy because it's like everybody in the MCU has become worthy. Well, I think I think part Maybe, of it's Mjolnir's be... just getting lazy. He's like, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Anyone who can pick me up now. But I think you're it's supposed to be that now. you're infused with eternity, and eternity is worthy. So that's like ninety-two point three percent is good enough. Yeah, it's close. What are you gonna do? So what? Did, what was? The, I don't even remember. What was the first mid-credit scene? I know the last one was. Her getting into Valhalla. Anybody remember what the mid one was? No, the the Hercules thing. Yes, yeah. it was like Zeus like whining to the women. Oh, that's right. It was the Hercules him being thing, like, yeah. "You're gonna teach him a lesson," and then yep. Hercules being like, "Yes, father." And technically, so that means <laughs> Zeus <laughs> is still alive. up on his perch. It's so awkward. I know he's like up like Hawkeye, like up on like this perch. So, yeah. by the way, I I was looking just to try to remember what I was thinking about Infinity War, and it was when. Thor says his plan is to go meet Peter Dinklage's character and get a weapon capable of killing Thanos. The Guardians of the Galaxy, who he's with, says, um, we should all get a weapon like that. And Thor says, no, that won't work. And his exact quote is something, you simply lack the strength to wield a weapon like that. Your bodies will crumble as your minds collapse into madness. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's just a throwaway line by Thor. Well, then it doesn't make any sense. So he thinks it's possible that all of them could get weapons that could kill Thanos. And like, he, which is it? Well, He's one, either... he wants to be the person that kills Thanos after everything he did just happened. 
In Infinity War? Yeah, in Infinity War, he, yeah. when he first meets the Guardians of the Galaxies after his whole ship is basically half destroyed. That's faulty logic, though, because, like, he he would want Thanos dead, I agree, but he would limit his odds of being successful. Yes, completely, no, hence why he so. threw an axe at um, Thanos' shoulder rather than cutting off his head. And, and I'm head. pretty sure that's why when Groot tries to pick up Stormbreaker in that scene... He's like screaming in agony and has to cut it's off. It's also the... super hot. I was gonna say it's also like ungodly hot. Of thousands of degrees, sure. probably. Yeah. That's why I think I'd be screaming too. I don't know. It just you, not you if you're a tree. The, <laughs> yeah, you can hear the singeing noise. Yeah, let's like, put this literally way. just burned off. I am not the only one questioning it. There's a lot of Google. There stuff are a lot of stupid it. people in the world. I agree. Yeah, I'm <laughs> surrounded by one right now. <laughs> so where do you guys? Chris Hemsworth has been talking, even though it said Thor will return, that seemed to be news to both, uh, Taiki, Takiti, Taika, Taekwondo, uh, Toyota, um, it was news to both him and Chris Hemsworth. Like, they were not expecting that card to be put in there. Disney or MCU put that in there. Interesting. Yeah, because he hasn't, technically his contract's done at this point. He's not signed on for any more. Doesn't mean he won't come back. It's just right now he's not signed on for another in, movie. In before Beta Ray Bill. In what? Uh, Beta Ray Bill was a. Uh, he he sort of like had Thor's powers for a while in a yeah. se- sequence of comics. He's got like a horse oh. face. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, I think it's Ragnarok. They're flying through an area on a ship. Yeah. So at the Coliseum, how you have the faces of people like they're huge. Like oh, uh, at the Grandmaster's Tower? Yeah, one of them is, is Beta, Beta Ray, Ray Bill. Oh, so okay. people were like, oh my god, he's going to be around, and then he still hasn't yeah, been. Yeah, he hasn't been. Again, that's one of those things that all the directors do. They love throwing in those little tidbits yeah. of things that mean more, that could mean more later, but right now are just a throwaway Easter egg. Do you think that by the hammer now being... Well, no, they still have it, don't yeah. they? But, well, they could throw him into the next movie when they're off about doing their adventures and he somehow gets the hammer and gets Thor's power. Well, I mean, it's not going to be wielded by Jane Foster. So. Yeah, well, that's what I mean, yeah. <laughs> are we thinking we're going to have a Thor 5, or are you thinking Thor will be in the next Avenger-type movie? I, I think, well, what do you mean? Which will come first? Yes. Well, probably next Avenger movie. Yeah, I, I think timeline-wise it would make sense to have a... Um... Although they're not doing Avenger movies. Secret Wars? Right? Well, again, it's... They are, they aren't. They're doing a different version of Avengers where it won't actually be called Avengers. Right. It, yeah. It's it's Se- really hard Wars, to know. Right? Yes, I think, I think yeah, canonically Secret Wars should be next. It's also a fantastic story. Oh, so yeah. It's fantastic. They should go ham on it, but I, I'm not sure where they're going to go next with all of these because technically Thor's story doesn't need to continue any, any anywhere past this. He's... There's nothing that's left as a question mark, I guess, besides for how he's going to raise this kid. Like, there's no outstanding mysteries or anything else. He's living his life, doing his battles, saving the universe with, with his kid. daughter now. There has been talk about them doing another movie or series with Chris Evans returning as Captain America, but after he goes back in time to Peggy. So you get their story. Rated X, or <laughs> just, okay. Yeah. They, don't they don't call her Peggy for no reason. <laughs> oh my God. I, I gotta go. Uh, too much excitement for you, Casey. You well, gotta then. go. Yeah, I, I, I need right so long time. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, so there was talk about that, which I, I think I'd enjoy, but if you're not getting the rest of the superheroes, if you're not getting the rest of his story, we know how it ends. I, I don't know if it's worthwhile. I'd I prefer him back in, like, you know, World War Two times, but just more of it. I mean, we're With not going to get any of that. Him and what, what, what's the... the Red Skull? Dum uh, Dum Dugan, or whatever his name is. The the guy like Bucky was one of the guys on his team, but then there was Dugan, there was um, a couple others. But oh, they had a the, name the squad. Them. Yeah, I can't think of the squad's name. I don't remember. But they I could almost do a, a series called like Captain America and whatever the heck that squad. That would name. be like a Disney Plus. And I well, guarantee I mean. you, yeah. Chris Evans doesn't go back for that. I mean, you got Tom Hiddleston did Loki. Yeah, which is a com- like that continues his story currently. Yeah, like to sure. current day, not it's hey, to we've already told Chris this Evans story. story. Well, you can continue it if they went back in time with the Peggy part and continued it that way. Sure. I just don't think it'd be worthwhile. But that's the same idea as going back to 1942. Well, it's... no, because we have the 1942 story. Not really. We have like a montage. Yeah, they they montage. defeated the Nazis and Gonna they def- need a montage. And we, they we kicked should. the crap out of Red Skull. What more do you need? I need. I want to see him freaking beating up more Nazis. <laughs> he already said what he wants to see. He wants to see Peggy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and, see and Peggy become I mean, Peggy. To be fair, uh, <laughs> gonna earn the Haley name. Atwell, I think, is her name. Who played Peggy Carter? She was great. Yeah, she was. Except her show bombed. Yeah, I know. Can't but I think, think again, that was probably just like nobody wants to see Peggy Carter as a standalone character. Which yeah. Is what it is. And but. I also think that it was on like ABC or something. If it was just on Disney Plus, it might have had more of a yeah. chance to shine. Yeah, probably. But I mean, she's also like, it, she's not a superhero, right? She's just a super spy. She is in Ma- um, Multiverse of Madness. Well, she's not Peggy Carter. She's Captain, Captain Carter. Carter. Captain yeah. Carter, yeah. I still like Captain Britain Captain better. Britain, and she yeah. was underwhelming. <laughs> I, I gave her performance 50 50. I mean, not, didn't she? Didn't she last the second longest half. out of oh, all? Okay. Yeah. What? what? Didn't she last the second longest out of all of them, though? Yes. It was like her and then Professor X. But I feel like that well, was no. more. Well, uh, no. So there was also what's her face after her too that did uh, Captain Marvel. Their well, yeah, version he of said Marvel. the second longest. Well, he yeah. said Professor X. Yeah, because wasn't it? Uh, wasn't it Black Bolt, Mister Fantastic, Professor Cap- X, Captain Marvel? Nope. No, uh, oh, Captain, uh, Captain In Marvel. regards to how they died, wasn't it those it, No, two? not Captain Marvel. Uh, Peggy was before Captain Marvel. Yeah. Was it? I thought, yeah. okay. Because she threw the shield, caught the shield, threw it back at her. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. And then Captain Marvel went nuts and then still died. And then eventually it was Professor X. I still love one of my favorite memes was a picture of Professor X's face. And then it pans to Ralph Wiggum and it says, ha I'm in danger. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. that's actually really true. Yeah, and it was under. It was really cool to see him, but all of their performances were underwhelming. But I think that was the point of that to show how overpowered she was and, and how his, they didn't take her seriously. In his gigantic sofa chair. Oh God, it felt so out of place when you oh were looking God. at when they were on. Oh, what was that planet where they killed Thanos? Titan. Titan. Was it Titan? Yeah. Yeah. So that was. It looks so weird and out of place. You've heard of Titan. hoverboards? This yeah. is my hover garage. <laughs> it was. It was weird. Uh, so what about you, Mike? Do you think there's going to be a Thor 5, or do you think there's going to be the next Avenger-type movie? I don't think there needs to be a Thor 5, but as long as people are paying for tickets, I think there's going to be... Yeah, Thor 5, it, the search for more money. 
Well, yeah. this month, this movie has made more money on the opening weekend than all the other ones. So, like, each time they do a new Thor movie, the oh, money then goes up. all the other Thors. Yes. Okay, I was like, no, it has. No, no, of all the other Thors. <laughs> yeah. It went from, like, 60 million to 80 million to 113 to, like, 160. I mean, I, I liked this movie. I'm definitely glad I went and saw it. But um, oh, yeah. I, I think it's also a lot of those sales are probably fallout of Ragnarok being so as good, good as it was, yeah, yeah that people came and said because i bet ragnarok had a smaller opening weekend because people saw thor 2 well no ragnarok had the third biggest of what the thor movies yeah well that's but what i'm saying is it probably would have been bigger than it was if, oh if, if people knew to begin with yeah of the thor movies sure but i'm just saying it probably would have been bigger if people weren't remembering Thor 2 and going, ah, that might be what I'm in for again. Right. And it also speaks to the fact that Thor 2 was bigger than Thor 1 just because Thor 1 was a right. pretty good movie. And then 2 basically dropped the ball. It happens all the time. Like the last movie depressed you so you don't go to that one. And then that movie is great. So you go to the next one. But that one sucked. <laughs> like it's... Yeah, I definitely wouldn't say this one sucked. It just wasn't no, this what was we good. all wanted. It's my second favorite of the yeah. Thor movies. So, all right. So, what about um, for this <laughs> this movie? Now that we've talked about it, um, we've never mentioned uh, the. We talked about it briefly. Plot holes. Does anybody have any bigger plot holes that they saw in this movie before we wrap this thing up? Other than the one I like, like we've already talked. Yeah, we about. touched yeah. on it briefly. Yeah, Was yeah. there any other ones? Because like Doctor Strange, we had a lot of plot holes that we didn't like about that movie. No, I, I don't think there were any other massive plot holes in this movie like there was in Doctor Strange. I, I think this just was, you know, was what it was, like a seven, seven and a half kind of movie. But it wasn't because it didn't make sense. It just was meh. I, again, a seven and a half isn't a meh. It, it had lots of meh moments. How about that? But there was enough of great moments that I was okay. able to overlook it. So I'll give you that. What about you, Mike? Any plot holes that come to mind? No, I mean, again, just the way that Gore goes about, quote-unquote, butchering the gods. Yeah. And we don't get to see any of yeah, them. Yeah, that right. that was one of my biggest issues, is, like, you see, like, the like the Very on-screen yeah. thing of him, like, after he killed a few of the gods, and they're, like, enormous. And, like, I wanted to see some of that. I wanted to see, like, why he's so deadly. Right. Besides for just hearing, like, a legend of him being le- deadly. Right. Like, actually show us right. why he's so deadly. But I mean, again, you see, them, you see him fight villain. the three of them, but, like, I want to see him, like, actually, like, butcher one of these, like, huge gods. gods. Yeah. And That's... the biggest god, I don't remember the name now, but even Thor's, like, he's the nicest guy you ever meet. So I can understand why he probably was able to kill him, but it didn't show you it, and right. it could have, and it didn't show you the other gods he killed. Like, it should have showed us at least one or two gods besides for the first one, and then it could have showed the pictures, because then we know, oh, God, yeah, he's a badass. He murdered all these people. Yeah, I would have liked to see him, like, do more of, like, the battling. Like, you see, again, you see all the shadow people in the beginning, and when he takes all the kids. Yep. And All the spiders. Like, I want to see... Something that would have made him be like, oh, we have to go to these gods and try to raise an army. Right. We, I want to see something him like that, something that makes him so powerful that Thor doesn't think he can one on one v one him. So I think the only thing there that they tried to explain is that he brought the kids to the shadow realm, and in the shadow realm, He's Gore powerful. has is beyond OP. 
So he just has the power that you're not going to be able to beat him. It explains that a little bit. And then Thor's like, well, we can get all the other gods to help us. And then they're like, oh, we need the lightning bolt. But yeah, I agree. There wasn't really much of a... Yeah, great. Like, okay, so he's he's powerful in the Shadow Realm. But I mean, that didn't stop him going into Nullheim or whatever it is. Yeah, and all these other fighting places and murdering. Huge yeah. armies of giants or fighting the creature on on Ragnarok. Like, he fights enormous beings, and then someone's like, well, you know, if you go to this tiny little moon, he's going to have really good big power. Well, it's also, like, no, it's not explained either why he's so afraid of Thor that he brought everybody to the Shadow Realm. Right. Like, it's not like he got his ass kicked once, because his whole plan was to take the kids. It's not like he got his ass kicked once and went, okay, the only way I can beat Thor is on my little moon well, see, planet. No, I, I disagree, because when he, at first, he goes at Thor, and they're fighting, and Thor, like, holds his own a little bit in, in New Asgard. He's already taking kids. And then kids. he... No, he hasn't. Yeah, and, no. And it then, already shows the shadows near the kids, I'll say. It doesn't show them take them. That's not, that's not how I It's the first thing it. it shows. The first thing it shows in New Asgard is a shadow going near a kid. I don't think you're right. I'm pretty sure not he right. disappears. So Thor and him are fighting, and then he retreats back and then sends the shadows yes, for the before kids. Before that, though, before you even see him to begin with, you start seeing a shadow move around a house where a kid is. I don't know if that's so much that it was going for the kid or that's just... And then immediately grabs the kid. Plot hole. But not a, think... not a plot hole. But again, even if, if you're saying you're saying that is the moment where he realized he couldn't beat Thor there, that's a shitty moment to have that. It should have been bigger than that. Or somebody should have just... Something should have told him. Maybe the sword told him, but we didn't see the scene of like how powerful Thor is, or him knowing of Thor and all of these things Thor's done, like killing Thanos and all these things. We don't have any of that story that Gore has. It just seemed like I'm taking the children. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah, it's just, it, and again, to me, that's not a plot hole. That just feels like maybe there was a scene that got cut. I don't know. And he only kills a. F- you only see him. They say what well, he kills like four gods, three or four. Yeah. yeah. So he's not even a. He's not even a god serial killer yet. No, not yet. Not even close to a butcher. No. But part of that is the comic, as Casey said, is supposed to take place over like what is a thousand years. Yeah, or something from like the that? time he gets the sword and kills the golden god to now, it's supposed to be like a thousand plus years. Well, to be fair, we don't know that it's not. It's not like they show a direct timeline of. Like, you, we see him get the sword. You think and... it t- went a thousand years and he killed three? Did they say he specifically only killed yes. three? Yeah, because that's what Zeus, Zeus says. Even oh, says it's three it. or four lower gods. And, and that's when there's he... pictures yeah, of it. Yeah, but he could also just be downplaying it, right? Yeah, but he, there was also pictures be. of the three that he killed. Yeah. Where are the pictures? When they're uh, dealing, when they're sitting in the city hall place and they're trying to come up with a plan, there's pictures of the three gods that he killed. That's how we see that he killed... The one that he said is super nice. Oh, yeah. Well, and then uh, that's where that they go. Sense. Then they go to see Lady Seraph, or however you say her name. Well, the the one that's super nice, that's like the big, yes. like the white beast, right? Yep. So that's a super cool scene, because that that scene of like his body and Thor and, Kor, uh, Thor and Korg on that ridge is almost a one-for-one copy of a whole comic book scene. The only difference is that Korg is there. And the Other fact that, that we a, don't get anything else from Well, it. right. But it's yeah. just, I like that scene because it is a complete one-for-one yeah. one copy. And then they're just like, and rock band. Yeah. But it, it just didn't, like, it served the purpose to show that he was dead. 
but we didn't get to see how he died, right. how he fought, how powerful Gore is. So these weren't plot holes to me. It just felt like either things got cut or they just didn't think it was needed. And it, it does. You need to have a more realistic, powerful villain. I, I wanted to see to at least a five minute section of him going from priest of these gods obviously being corrupted by the sword and killing the god yep to becoming so corrupt that he acts like joker to the to the children yep like if if they had taken again five minutes to have him a few cut scenes of him killing a couple gods and then just like holding the sword and like his eyes start glistening or something like that and like you see it in his face or something him or doing something be, yeah, becoming corrupt, with the, corrupted with the dead body that would have yep. made the whole movie yeah his his descent into his madness yeah you get none of that which yeah. is unfortunate because i loved the madness and then as Corey said earlier like you get one little scene of the madness really like that's the main quote-unquote madness part the other part madness is that he kidnapped kids and he's murdering gods but the only actual him being mad is that little scene with the kids, which I loved. Just there was nothing else with it, which is unfortunate. Any plot holes for you, Casey, or was it just basically that? Yeah, and again, no no holes per se, other than um, the thing we talked about in the beginning. But it was more or less they. I felt like they took the runtime and made weird decisions as to what to keep. Again, I I would have loved to see even part of the scene where he removes all of his you know, quote, biblical markings right. of the God. That would have been something yep. to show you that he really is done and was super devoted. All right, so closing thoughts. What do you got, Corey? Anything for the listeners? Uh, I Again, I'd recommend seeing it. I It's not going to hold up to Ragnarok. Worth but... going to the theater for? Yeah, 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 100%. Yep. Mike, closing thoughts? I mean, I am glad that I watched it in theaters. I always like watching stuff at home more. Yep. What about you, Casey? Closing thoughts, Thor Ragnarok, or God, Thor Love and Thunder? Uh, I thought it was good. I thought it was worth seeing in theaters. I, I agree. I, I do enjoy seeing stuff at home or somewhere else rather than the theaters because it's usually super crowded, but it was very good. It was not a movie I regret going to see at all. I thought it was good. So I thought that the movie didn't live up to the hype of Ragnarok, but still was a good movie by itself, a decent MCU movie. And I always love going to the theater. Like I'll choose going to the theater for a new movie over watching a new movie at my house every day of the week. Um, I prefer watching old movies or TV at home, but a new movie, there's something about just the theater or all of it. Even some, some of the annoying $9 people. for a bag of popcorn really gets me. <laughs> I, it's okay. It's not that big of a deal. It's just I get to sit and I get to watch a movie. You don't have to get popcorn. You can just go and sit and watch a movie. I said I didn't get popcorn. Yeah, see? I just got a eight dollar drink instead. <laughs> well, movies. That's how they mostly make their money. It's concessions. They barely oh, make anything. I off the actual ticket sales. The studios usually make that. So most of the movie theater, that is their money. That's their cash cow. That's why they charge stupid prices. But oh yeah, I still enjoyed it. I'm glad we were all able to go. Hopefully we'll be able to do it again for some other movie coming up in the future. Next week, next week will all be about the boys, right? Because we finished that. So next week we're going to be talking about the whole season, which was season three, right? This was season three. Yep. Yeah. 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 It was great. It was good. But we'll dive into that next week. Mm-hmm.